this series of very special Christmas episodes. Here I am again, back in front of the forest fire. But wait, what's that? My advent calendar. I'm finally making something of that C that I got for GCSE drama. Let's find out what's behind door number two of this very special Pop Goes the Tam Tam advent calendar. Some clues about this advent episode. It features snowmen, Victorian London and a very grumpy nanny. That's right, for this episode we're going to be discussing the 11th Doctor Christmas special, The Snowmen. He lives on a cloud in the sky and all he does all day, every day, is to stop all the children in the world ever having bad dreams. Am I going to have the nightmare tonight? The snow is new. Possibly alien. It could be a terrible weapon in the wrong hands, don't you think? I think winter is coming. Tomorrow the snow will fall and so shall mankind. This Christmas special finds the Doctor grieving over the loss of the ponds in Victorian London where he meets the mysterious Clara Oswin Oswald. Joining me by the fireside to discuss this episode is my very special guest Lance from the podcast Conversations from Eagle Mountain. Hello Lance, thank you for joining me. No, thank you for inviting me. It's lovely to have you here because your podcast was the first podcast that I was ever a guest on. It was, it was brilliant having you because honestly your opinions and thoughts are fantastic oh thank you so much you really helped me on my journey to become a podcaster because if I hadn't had that first experience I think it would be always one of these things that I thought about doing so thank you so much you're welcome <laughs> okay so we're here to discuss now I always get the title wrong is it the snowman or the snowman because they're very different <laughs> Oh yeah, um, I think it's the snow. Oh, I have to check it out. I, I thought it was the snowmen, but I might be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just thinking, I'm flying through the air. <laughs> oh, yeah, the snowmen. Okay. <laughs> it's men. So when we first spoke about you coming on the show and doing an episode, I gave you the list of um, Christmas specials to look at. And I just wanted to know, what drew you to this episode? Um, okay, I, I, I'm going to be completely honest. I am not usually a fan of Christmas specials. <laughs> I think they can be a little bit overdone, I guess, in a way, in the Christmassy aspects, like, injected into them. But this one really drew me, I guess, because of the story that happens. I have to say, I completely agree with you on the Christmas-themed episodes. I would much rather have a 90-minute episode in that slot. It doesn't have to be a Christmas special. It can literally just be a really exciting episode, not set at Christmas. 
give us an exciting big budget spectacular that doesn't have to be at Christmas it just airs on the 25th of December yeah exactly it doesn't have to have exactly specifically be Christmas it could just be a big, big budget episode <laughs> yeah I completely agree because if you look at something like Voyage of the Damned I think they could have completely got rid of all that Christmas stuff and just had the Titanic crash into Earth and it would just have been just as exciting yeah it would have been yeah <laughs> just as exciting without the Christmassy bits added on <laughs> So, Russell T. Davis, if you're listening to this, take note. It does not have to be Christmas-themed. You've kind of killed Christmas for everyone. Killer Christmas trees. Titanic falling from the sky. Just give us a... I would take Die Hard as inspiration for this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's have Die Hard. <laughs> you can have a passing, passing mention that it's Christmas, but you don't have to have set the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas we... phone we don't need all the Christmas stuff. Russell, if you're listening, take note. And I'm sure he does listen. I'm sure he's a subscriber. <laughs> it is not our problem. Over a thousand years of saving the universe, Strax. You know the one thing I learned? The universe doesn't care. It's interesting because the last episode that I did from this Advent special, it was the last Christmas episode, which was a 12th Doctor episode, which also featured Jenna Coleman as Clara Oswald. And that was very much about dealing with grief. And it's interesting that this episode also has the Doctor grieving the Pons. And what do you think about that? This is the first time I've watched it in quite a while. And I, I was actually quite surprised at the depth of his grief at the ponds i mean i know they were obviously very close but yeah i was surprised how how much he shut himself off from the world and like refused to engage with everything Uh, that did surprise me and it just shows he's never going to see them again and he has to sort of make peace with that but you're right he he completely does shut himself away from the world good evening i'm a lizard woman from the dawn of time and this is my wife We meet Madame Vastra, Jenny and Strax in A Good Man Goes to War, the two-parter. We'd only seen them briefly in that episode. We see them for a lot more in this episode, but I think the thing that's really interesting is they sort of come into it fully formed and it doesn't feel like these are characters that we don't know. So when they when we actually meet them, they're a really interesting group of individuals. What do you think about the and now I always mangle their name, I think it's the Pastanoster gang? Please don't ask me to say that, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure how to say it. <laughs> I think they're fab. because um, yeah, I remember when they were in a Good Man Goes to War and I thought they'd bring him there. And obviously here they're given a lot more life. Um, especially Strax, I thought he it was given a lot of the comedy relief which worked really well to offset like the doctor's grief and his mourning the ponds and yeah i loved it. i love them i thought they were great and like you say with strax who's my favorite one the baked potato he completely like you say undercuts the fact that this is quite a heavy episode really uh-huh. before we um started the podcast lance and i were actually discussing directions that it could go in i would kind of like to see a spin-off with this this group i mean i know that there are big finish recordings but i'd like to see maybe something on telly at least once you know maybe give them a christmas special i have to say i i was i was, well, I was very surprised that we never did get a little spin-off from these guys because it just seems like the perfect avenue to have a little spin-off but it just never materialized no i completely agree 
Yeah, it's it's a real shame as well, I think. It feels like their story's unfinished because they just appear in deep breath and then they're gone. You're clever, really clever. Are you? If I've got a plan, what is it? You tell me. That's the way to do it. Is this a test? Yes. What would it do to us? Kill That's the way to do it. So come on, then plan. Do I have one? Oh, I know what your plan is. I knew straight away. No, you didn't. Of course I did. Show me. Why should I? Because we'll be dead in under 30 seconds. Do I have a plan? If we've been escaping, we'd be climbing down the building. If we've been hiding, we'd be on the other side of the roof. But no, we're standing. Right here. So? So? After you. After you. After you. I'm wearing a dress, eyes front, soldier. My eyes are always front. Hold on. One of the things, as you said, that drew you to this episode is Victorian Clara. Yes. <laughs> Let's open this up and just discuss. So I'm going to open the floor to you. Let's talk about Victoria and Clara. Okay, I, I, I'm going to begin with probably a bit controversy. I, I'm going to say <laughs> I do not like modern Clara. <laughs> I'm very, very sorry. I know lots of people do. Um, but I found Dalek Clara and Victorian Clara a lot more engaging for me. <laughs> So I'm very, very sorry about that. <laughs> I actually think, because obviously I go on a lot of the fan forums and things like that, I actually think that you're not in the minority. I think you're in the majority. I think most people don't like modern Clara. And I think it's because she feels a bit like an afterthought. Uh-huh. Like, for instance, dialect Clara and Victorian Clara that we meet in this episode... They seem to have a lot more going on with them. Whereas we meet modern Clara and she's a nanny. Then we meet her again and she's a teacher. But everything around her is kind of, if the plot requires it, she can do it. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the same issue I had with Amy Pond. So this is a hill that I'm prepared to die on. I think... Amy Pond should have been an actress and that's why she was dressed as a policewoman. I think that she should have been an actress that was doing some background work and that would explain later why she gets into the modelling because maybe you could say, well, her acting career, she's more successful now, so she's doing photo shoots and stuff like that. But I never... I just never liked the kissogram thing. I just always thought it was really lame. And it was kind of an excuse to have her in a skimpy policewoman's outfit. But look at it like this. If it's a film, she could be wearing a skimpy policewoman's outfit anyway. I'm 100% behind you on this, yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. But, yeah, I'm so glad that you agree with me because it's one of those things that has always really annoyed me. I'm like... No, she should have been an actress. It would have made way more sense. And going back to Clara, I mean, if we want to unpack, what is it about modern Clara that you're not a fan of? I mean, okay, let's. I'll reflect. Let's go back to to Victorian Clara. Why I really loved her and engaged with her was that spark of curiosity, I guess, that you see throughout the episode. How she's figuring things out, and you you see that spark between her and the Doctor. She's trying to figure things out, but she's she's smart but not like intelligent like overly intelligent but she's like just a normal person caught up in these extraordinary events and she's working things out i don't know i just love that dynamic whereas modern clark i just didn't feel didn't feel any of that kind of sense of discovery and exploring things it just felt okay here she is um it's kind of tagged on i just didn't feel that spark that i got from victoria clara 
I agree. I mean, do you think it would have been better if her story had actually ended after she jumped into the Doctor's time stream? See, yes. It, I, I know, it, it, should, it should have. It, honestly, that should have been like the, at the close of her story. Because then what happens next? <laughs> I obviously didn't like her, how she grew more and more into this kind of Doctor persona. Mm. Actually, I took took a lot of the spotlight yeah um she, she, story should have ended i mean i think it either should have ended there or as i said in the last episode we did last christmas which is where she actually gets old and you find out that like 62 years has passed and she is aged that to me also felt like a good place to leave her because you've got the opportunity then for jenna coleman to come back that would have been so cool yeah it felt like hey she, she's finally gotten kind of her kind of comeuppance for portraying herself too much as a doctor and taking all these risks so when she what happens in face the raven felt natural but then mm. to kind of take it all away <laughs> like okay now she, you take her from this moment just before she dies and then now she's she's off having all these fantastic adventures with me it's like oh, you've just taken all that impact that you could have had from giving finally giving her an ending and then yeah just taking it all away i, I hated it sorry no I think you're spot on, but I I completely agree with you. I think she should have either gone out in the end of Series 7B when she jumped in the time stream. Like you say, that is the perfect ending for her. It's really sad, but at the same time, it's kind of why she was there in the first place, Uh you know? And it opens up the opportunity as well, yet again, for Jenna to have reprised her role again, because we know that there are shards of... Clara Oswald throughout his time stream so we could have met her again in another alliteration you know just for a one-off episode or something like that because I really do think that Doctor Who needs to now start getting the puzzle box and shaking it instead of just always going it's A it's B you know bring us some stunt casting opportunities bring back some because I think that's what worked really well in the power of the Doctor is when they had that companion AA they drew back and you saw all of the old companions and you were like my god this is incredible I had no idea <laughs> you know I actually cried <laughs> you know yeah it was a brilliant moment and they, yeah they, I, I agree with Hampson they need to shake the box a bit which I'm hoping Russell T Davis will do but yeah I completely agree with you I think Victorian Clara would have been a lovely companion to have like you say she's really interesting she's very intellectually curious about the world and like you say she is an ordinary person who gets thrust into the doctor's world and it would have been such a different companion to have yes and also it could have set us on the path of not having so many adventures in modern times so i think it would have opened it up a bit more that way but sadly like so much victorian car was not to be watch the episode again i wanted to ask you a question you know when she's lying on the i'm i think it's a a, like a dining table when she's dying oh yeah and so they manage to get back and there's the salt tears 
okay? She essentially passes away, but then she comes back and she says, yeah. Now, what I was going to ask is, when I watched that the first time, I thought, oh, okay. But when I watched it again for to talk about this episode, I actually wondered, is she dead already? Has she already died? And is that Clara that we meet in series seven, talking through her? Oh, I've, um, okay, I thought she was like just on the brink of dying but then like yeah her splinter self-consciousness like repeated the phrase that her other selves has said but that's kind of how i saw it but can i ask when you watched what happened to dialect clara what happened to victorian clara so what i was gonna say is when you first watched it before it got to the end when we get the reveal of modern clara do you do you remember what you were thinking i, I was thinking that from the very beginning of the episode because obviously yeah i'd watched dialect clara and i was like what's the connection here how, how this is good we suddenly got victorian clara and i was like how is is it a descendant is it, a, is it some kind of uh, yeah i wasn't quite sure what that connection was and then when she died i was like what <laughs> i thought she was gonna be a companion again but then yeah that that sudden switch to modern that that, that was a surprise to me i didn't i didn't see that coming i was just so <gasps> surprised i was like you i thought oh we're gonna have a victorian companion at last i was like yes and then I was like, no! <laughs> that was such a shocking scene. I was like, wait, she can't die? <laughs> but I think that's what elevates this special slightly above a lot of the others because A, it links back into the, the future stories because a lot of them are kind of standalone or the Doctor's working through something. But this very much is, you you kind of need to watch this one and to, to sort of get where it's going for the, for the next part with the adventures with modern Clara. The only other Christmas special I can think you have to do that with, I mean, obviously all the regenerations, I'm not counting those in these specials, is the Catherine Tate one with Donna. Yes. And you have to see her first episode to work out what's going on when she comes back in Partners in Crime. What would you rate the fear factor of this episode? Oh, um, I, I mean, it wasn't like, yeah, I say, oh, okay, that's a good question. I, I mean, in terms of like just pure fear, I wouldn't say, it would, I would say just about quite middle of the road, like five <laughs> in terms of the threat, but, but it was, it was engaging. But yeah, I thought the fear factor was, I wasn't, wasn't that high in my fault, my opinion. <laughs> It kind of ended a bit quickly, didn't it? Bits of it didn't make sense, I thought. When you when you watched the full episode again, you were like, how and why and what? <laughs> yeah, because it was like, mirror, mirror, the snow was mirroring your certain thoughts, but then, yeah, I thought it kind of cut off quite, the story cut off a bit too early. <laughs> yeah. In terms of, oh yeah, now it's mirroring the crying for some reason, yeah. <laughs> I also didn't I I didn't think snow mirrored because when it's in its powdered form I thought it was just more solid I don't know anything about snow but <laughs> no that's a new one on me I didn't realise it would mirror <laughs> I think winter is coming such a winter as this world has never known the last winter of humankind do you know why I'm telling you all this I'm intrigued because there's not a single thing you can do to stop it. Oh, one second, let me just let my cat out. <laughs> What's your cat called? Fluffy. Oh, Fluffy! Oh, yeah, the question, yeah, the question bit, I thought was really interesting. Because um, something we hadn't really seen before, 
um, where the Doctor's companions or friends are questioning, like testing his future companions. And I was like, oh wow, it's quite cool. And how Madame Vastral was like, okay, I need to explain all of this in just one word. And you're thinking, that's impossible. <laughs> how can anyone bring everything down to one word answer? But I loved how Clara. You can see her trying to think things through and was providing her one-word answers. I thought that that whole scene was written and worked really, really well. I loved it. What did you think? I completely agree. Yeah, I really liked it as well. And I like the answer that she gives, Pond, is to her, she's thinking about the pond in the garden, but to them it has a much greater significance. Yeah. Which is, and you're right, you can completely see her thinking about what she's going to say it's really interesting it's a great scene which they try and replicate again in deep breath but it doesn't have the same power because it's just a good one-off scene you don't need to repeat it again we are the doctor's friends we assist him in his isolation but that does not mean we approve of it so a test for you Give me a message for the doctor. Tell him all about the snow and what fresh danger you believe it presents. And above all, explain why he should help you. (laughs) But do it in one word. You're thinking it's impossible such a word exists or that you could even find it. Let's see if the gods are with you. What would you give this episode as an overall rating? I personally would give this like a high eight or nine. I, for me, I absolutely enjoyed this episode. Like, again, even though it's a Christmas episode, which I don't usually enjoy, I thought this was brilliant. I loved the chemistry between the Doctor and Clara. I loved the story. So just as we wrap up, I just wanted, if you wanted to talk a bit about your podcast and where people can listen to it and what it's about and where it gets dropped as well, where they can find it. Okay, um, so yeah, my podcast or our podcast is called Conversation on Eagle Mountain. So it's a podcast about an old sci-fi show from New Zealand called The Tribe. Um, yeah, we just discuss each episode to episode in depth about what happens and our character interactions and yeah it's just a group of fans just having a laugh discussing the shows ins and outs um available on google podcasts and and all, all other good app, um, podcast avenues i highly recommend listening to it even if you haven't seen the show it's funny it's um interesting it will make you grumpy sometimes it's just a really really great listen lance is the host he does an amazing job and they have international guests who are so interesting to listen to so i highly recommend looking at a that's my recommendation stop now go and go and go and listen to it and i just wanted to say thank you lance for joining me no thank you i I love talking about doctor who it's the first time and i've enjoyed it (laughs) We're walking